Welcome to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Alexandra Fine. She's CEO and co-founder of Dame Products. This is Technotopia. This episode is partially sponsored by SaneBox. So look, guys, I hate email. I get thousands of messages a day, and I miss all the important ones and get stuck reading the junk. I despise email as a workplace distraction, and it's one that eats up a great gobs of our attention, which could be better spent on more meaningful work. I agree with all of that. The question is, what would you do if you got that time and attention back? What would you do with two more hours in each week? About four. That's how much time SaneBox saves their average user every single week. With just a few clicks, SaneBox automatically gets your email under control and makes keeping it that way forever super easy. It also has some sweet features like one-click unsubscribe, which sends annoying emails to the aptly named Black Hole, and automatic tracking of messages that haven't been received replies so you can see what needs following up on. I want you all to see how SaneBox can help you reclaim your time and attention with a free two-week trial. Visit SaneBox.com techno today to start your free trial and get a $25 credit. That's SaneBox, S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot com slash techno. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Alexandra Fine. She's the CEO and co-founder at Dame Products. Uh, welcome to the uh, Technotopia podcast. It's very exciting to have another person talking about uh, what you're going to talk about. Yeah, definitely. It's always fun to kind of to get to talk about sex and sexuality. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, one of the one of the the the, the overarching themes as we've talked about this topic on technotopia is that uh things are getting a little less human what do you guys do and uh and why don't we talk a little bit about how where we're where we're headed in terms of uh sex and sexuality yeah so technology in within sex and sexuality just like in a lot of other parts of our lives has the ability to create so much good and also maybe push each other away or maybe bring us closer together. We at Dame Products definitely focus on trying to make simple tools that enhance intimacy, make you feel connected to yourself or your partner, but provide additional stimulation, which can help vulva owners everywhere have more pleasure. Okay. Um, so again, I think the, the thing that I've noticed, and I, I wrote about this recently, there's this idea that a, as we move forward, we're going to, we're losing privacy. So everyone's going to be naked on the internet for 15 minutes at some point. So we have to prepare for that. And then... Who needs to prepare? The people that are going to be naked or us to see that? <laughs> I think I was... <laughs> that, that, that's, that's an interesting point. Because, I mean, at some point, you're going to be naked on the internet and people are going to be like, oh, that's nothing. Because apparently uh, Trump can basically do anything on the internet and, uh, and yeah. everything's fine. So we've basically, we've basically torn down that wall, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, I, I definitely, you know, I, I'm 30 years old, so I grew up like with half technology. I'm definitely not a Gen Zer, mm-hmm. certainly a millennial, but I remember feeling like, you know, my privacy had been invaded when it came to like sexuality and sending photos to boys and all of that. And I remember not so much me actually feeling ashamed about other people seeing me naked. It was more about the perception of other people seeing me naked and what people were, you know, does, does that make sense? Like, I, I think so. Why don't you just explore a little bit? Sure. Oh man, we're getting into weird stuff yeah. really quickly here. Um, yeah, it, it's 
with maybe with more transparency, that would happen less too. You know, it's not a big deal, in my opinion, to see people naked. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this, John. <laughs> I guess I'm. Just, I, I guess. <laughs> well, I, uh, I mean, but, it's 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 got to be it's got to be understood because we're in a we're in a position where there's cameras everywhere. We're we're constantly uh-huh. surveilled, so the expectation of privacy has been diminished to a degree that's almost criminal at this point. So we basically have to have new versions of privacy. Maybe our privacy, maybe our private information is financial. Maybe our private information is is shared only with people that we love, and the rest of it, quite literally, the rest of it, outside of a small kernel, is. Uh, is maybe we're becoming the Borg, and there's just like a non-central place where all of our intimate privacy is held, mm-hmm. and that like holds us to a more countable as humans. Interesting. I would. I, I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a way to think is about. That, it. Is that what you got from TNG? Is that we should become the Borg? <laughs> I think I, I think I might have missed something. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't want to. Well, actually, no. We are going to end up the Borg. I, I'm. I'm trying to be. This is the optimistic uh, program about the future. Um, awesome. <laughs> so, and then I also wanted to talk a little bit about. So I. So one of the things, and maybe you can shed some light on this, is that I have a feeling. I was a I was a big old dork when I was a kid. Uh, I think we all were uh, to a degree. Oh, yeah. But uh, but I was I, I wrote an operating system in high school. Uh, I was I, my school mascot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, so those are those are approximately the same things because we're both hiding from <laughs> we were both hiding from the world. I was um, just like the extroverted version of it. Yeah, I exactly. Guess. <laughs> so so it feels it feels to me that the that the ease which the world is using uh, Tinder and dating apps and all this other good stuff is bypassing a certain subset of male, right? Uh, the, the, the super dorky male feels that they should have access to the same thing that the, that the rest of the world has access to, but maybe because of, maybe because of the way they look, maybe because of the way they feel, maybe because of the confidence, et cetera, it's not working out for them. And I think that's a, that's a deep frustration that we're feeling. Well, how do, how do we solve a problem which could eventually be solved with, I don't know, sex robots and and jars and stuff? Um, I mean, that's. How do we solve that kind of problem in the future? I just think we need to have more open spaces to be able to have conversations about sexuality instead of treating sex like it's something that not only happens behind closed doors, but it's only discussed behind closed doors. I think that's really kind of where the lack of education um, kind of like festers. Mm -hmm. You know, I think... I think there's so many people, not even just dorky men, but, you know, technology, the, the Tinders and all these dating apps are, are definitely supporting certain people more in their journey to find a partner than they are others. Um, but I really don't know if it's, it's a little bit of a technology problem and there's like just a little bit of human communication that's the problem. How do we fix that? Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, uh, I, I think we got to change our media. I think we need to change our education. I think we need to just change our like societal values about what we're putting as important, and try and to like cultivate and convert. Like, you know, I, I definitely I have a I have a quieter brother who definitely I think feels some of the feelings that you're describing mm-hmm. about Tinder, um, and you know, just like helping him find spaces where he can be himself with people have like 
similar interests in the real world is definitely really helpful. And I think he's also grown a lot because of the dating apps too, where there's also some kind of, you know, it is the safety of the phone. There's something there too. So there's also something to learn from it. I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm challenged to say that the tech, the technology or Tinder, any of these platforms, I don't think of them as entirely good or entirely bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more of our, like our societal values. Well, I mean, the, I guess the, the thing I'm thinking about is that back in the olden days, if you were, if you had to go meet people, you met people in different places. You met people in church, you met people in the bowling alley, you met people in, I don't know. I met a lot of people or I, I kind of came out flowered as a, as a young teenager in like freaking drama club. Uh, cause I became extroverted at that point. Uh, but we don't have so much of that stuff. Uh, I watch my own son. He sits downstairs and plays Minecraft all day, and his only friends are on Minecraft, which is at one point wildly disturbing to me. And another, it's like, yeah, this is where he goes. His friends don't go anywhere. They don't, yeah. they don't go meet at the movies or anything. How do we, I mean, your your business depends on humans meeting each other and touching each other with uh, little buzzy things. And, uh, <laughs> and it's not going <laughs> to, you might go out of business of this day if this keeps up. Yeah, um, I don't know, because I also feel like there's this other thing that's happening, like these social media platforms, like just like you were saying, like before we were going to real world spaces that were in our communities, but there actually really weren't that many spaces. It was a limiting amount of spaces. And now the Internet, yes, it might not be in the real world and that that has its challenges for sure. But maybe I think also people are connecting more, you know, just across greater distance. And there's something really great about that. And I just think that like human, physical human connection is, I mean, it's core to how we exist and how we procreate and continue on. And it's just not really going to go anywhere. It's what people are going to like, at least Mm -hmm. when they're on the internet. So how do you, how do you build, uh, how do you build? Uh, toys how do you build the yeah. kind of toys let's talk about we, that so we actually just launched which is really right on topic mm-hmm. um this this dame labs we've always kind of put human-centered design at the forefront of what we were doing we think that we can make like pleasure toys better simply by having more conversations doing more research we use 3d printers and house rapidly prototype and get those prototypes out to to beta testers um so you can go to our website now we made it so that anybody can just sign up to be part of dame labs and that's ho- we're hoping to really get to do more research to learn to not only make better products but to also have better insight and better cultural knowledge of what our sex lives look like and our masturbation habits really are mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i think yes yeah, so that's what we're doing here at dame products and has has that has the masturbation habit changed over the years? Um, so there's just not a ton of research out there, to be frank. Um, definitely the amount of people who are talking about masturbation has changed, and it seems like it increased. Like more, more and more women report owning vibrators. So that's definitely dramatically changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that people... You know, I'm sure throughout history we had different, like, I think when we were pagans, we were probably masturbating, like, (laughs) all the time. So it's not, like, just tied to 
the time. But um, I worry that's a little bit insulting to the pagan community. It feels like uh, maybe I think the Christians were probably uh, doing it as well. Um, oh, that's true. They probably, I see what you're saying. I was like, no, I want to be a pagan. I was like, what are you talking about? Um, that's true. Yeah, no, I do. I think that, I mean, religion and sex is a whole nother, a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. But I think that there is a really beautiful place where those things overlap. And we often really just focus on how they push each other apart. But I do think that spirituality and sexuality are intertwined. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm weird. Okay. <laughs> How do we? So okay, so let's 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 walk down that path a little bit. So how do we? Uh, how do we convince the world of your of your leanings? Because I mean, as as we said before, everybody's going to be naked on the internet. There's basically no no personal privacy at that point. So we have to okay. basically accept that we're sexual beings or whatever. So how do we prevent? Uh, how do we help everybody? Not just uh, not just I don't know uh, 